Thank you for tuning in to the Remodel Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and encourages your daily life. Before we uh, get into the message, I just, we got a couple of things that just kind of help set the mood. And, you know, we always talk about prayer and faith and and stuff, but um, <clears throat> first of all, Esther, it's good to see you back. We have missed you, lady. We've been praying for you, and and uh, glad glad that you're here. Yeah. And then about, um, I guess, eight or nine months ago, um, I told you all about a, a guy I worked with, an employee from work, and um, uh, how they were struggling. His wife had come down with with cancer and and I'm not going to get into details but but I came up a couple times different times and you guys come up and laid hands I stood in for her and and we prayed we prayed that God would heal her that that God would give them peace of mind peace of heart lift their spirits and um and he did that and I'm not going to put her on the spot but she's sitting in here with us today so that's worth praise right there cuz our God is a faithful God and and our God is a healing God so, so remember that. Um, honestly, I haven't probably said 10 words to her. But you don't have to know somebody to pray for them. And you don't have to know somebody to believe that God's going to do something in their lives. So. <clears throat> um, there was a man named Saul in the Bible. And Saul, he hated Christians. He destroyed churches. He, he murdered them, uh, murdered the Christians. And, and he did everything in his power to, to go against God, to, to destroy anything that God stood for. But then one time, um, Saul was on his way to Damascus, and God revealed himself to Saul. And he was transformed, and God just showed him, changed him. And then after that, Saul became Paul. And for the rest of his life, he spread the word. He, he talked about salvation. And then also in the Bible, there was a man named uh, David. And, and David let God use him, and God used David. As a young boy, through God's power, he, he allowed him to, to take out a bear, to kill a lion with his bare hands. And this giant, with, with the sling and one stone, he took him down. But even though all these great things happened, David, he became a liar. He became a cheater. He became a murderer. He coveted another man's wife. He got her pregnant. And then sent that man in, into war to be killed just so, you know, he could kind of cover it up. But after all that, God still used David. He come back into David's life and, and, and changed him. And then later on in the Bible, it says that he was known as the man after God's own heart. And then there was a man named Moses. At 40 years old, he killed a, a Hebrew slave. He buried him, hid him. And then took off running. He fled. But yet God caught up with him and changed him. And he used Moses to, to go and talk to the Pharaoh. And he used Moses to, to lead two million Israelites out, out into the promised land. And then there was a man named Peter. And Peter was a man that walked with Jesus. He talked with Jesus. He sat at the same table with Jesus. And he's seen Jesus' miracles. He understood. He believed totally. And if anybody should have been there, if anybody should have believed, if anybody should have done what's right, it should have been Peter. 
But yet, in, in Jesus' biggest time of need, Peter turned his back on him. And he denied him. Not once, not twice, but three times. But yet, God forgave him. Jesus forgave him. And Peter turned his life around. And he went out. And he spread the gospel until his death. So what do all these guys, all these famous guys have in common? Is that they all make mistakes. They all made mistakes. Probably worse mistakes than you or I will ever make. But God still showed his love. Jesus still forgave them. And it's no different with with me or you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just come before you this morning. And God, I just ask that you just just use me to, to guide your words. God, I just ask this message be for somebody in here, whether it be one person or ten people. God, I already know the message is for me, like everyone I speak. But God, I just ask you just open hearts, open minds. And God, just, just allow me to deliver it to that person that needs it. God, I pray for those that aren't here today, with sick, with the flu, or whatever the reason may be. And God, I ask for, for safe travels for Pastor EJ and Lorena as they come back from, from Waco. God, I just ask you to just hold them up and let them know that they're missed here, as long as with everyone else that's not here. Jesus, we just love you. We just thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, you see, we're really no different. We're no different than those guys that, that I just spoke about. We may not be great people. We may not be some great politician or some great superhero that, that uh, God has, has delivered from something they've done. But I'm sure most of us in here, no, all of us in here make mistakes. Um, some of them little, some of them huge. And I'm sure some of us have uh, had to deal with consequences from mistakes that, that we've made. You know, whether it be from lying, maybe cheating on a spouse, maybe drinking and driving, maybe stealing something you shouldn't have, maybe just watching something you shouldn't have, gossiping. There's a million ways in life where we can make mistakes. But the question you've got to ask yourself is, is uh, why do we do this? Why do we tend to make so many mistakes? If you would go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. It says, Therefore let him who thinks he stands tall take heed lest he fall. Again, therefore, let him who thinks he stands tall take heed lest he fall. In other words, if you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. Think about it. So many times we're proud people, and so many times we think we're untouchable because things are going good, and we've gotten by with this, and we've gotten by with that time after time after time. So then we carry on. We keep doing it. Why not? We haven't been busted yet. No one's found out yet. 
Just one more time. But sooner or later, you're going to get found out. You're going to get comfortable. And you're going to get comfortable with making these mistakes. And then you're going to get knocked off your feet. You see, so many times we're doing wrong in life. And even though we know we do it, a long time, maybe days before we even do something, we know it's wrong, but, but we do it anyways. So the question is, why do we do that? Again, it could be gossiping. You know, statistics say that gossiping kills more families, kills more marriages, and more friendships than anything else. Just hurtful words. All it takes is for one eavesdropper or... I mean, why, why, do people, why do people talk about so many things that they shouldn't be talking about? Because half the time, the things you're talking about does not affect your life one bit. It does not affect your child one bit. It does not affect your classmate one bit. But yet, someone in the next town over, well, did you know what so-and-so did? Whole different school system, whole different job site, but yet we gossip. And all it does is causes turmoil, but it's a mistake. David says in uh, Psalms chapter 30, he said, when I was prosperous, I said, nothing can stop me now. Man, I'm doing good. Finances are rolling in. Family's all healthy. Got a new truck to drive. Well, that's just a couple more hours that I put down. Sooner or later, you're going to fall. But we all do. We all make mistakes. Um, we all get like this, and, and sometimes we get comfortable, we get, we get conceited. But later on in, in uh, chapter 30 in Psalms, David says, But then you turned away from me, and, and then I was shattered. You see, as long as you're living godly and, and as long as you're doing things right all the time and you're earnestly trying, it's going to seem like God's always there. And we're not going to have to struggle as much. You know, sometimes we get mad. Things aren't going our way. Or, you know, um, maybe a sickness comes over us or something with finances. But still, if you're doing something right, God is, God is always there. But on the flip side, God is always there anyways. He's not going nowhere. But the Lord does not condone our mistakes. He's not going to say, well, yeah, go ahead and do it again. He's not going to say, well, maybe this last time. This last time, it just, just go ahead and then, and then I'll forgive you after this mistake. That's not how God works. God gives us the opportunity to make our own choices. I got a quote that I, I'd found when I was pre preparing this sermon, and I used to work on rail cars. I'd go up to Memphis and, uh, and work on rail cars up there for, for the Black Rock Quarry, and it was on a Wednesday night up there one time, and December 2nd, 2015, 
um, we'd got done at, at work a little early, and I'd got back to the hotel. I took a shower, and I'd called around and went to a, a gas station. They said, where's a good church that I could go to just to maybe go hear a word? And, and they told me about this church, and, and I got there, and there was a missionary speaking at this church. And, and he said this little quote. I don't know if he made it up or if he found it. But I wrote it down as soon as I heard it, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of truth to this. And he said, my problem is not what God has spoken in my life. My problem is obeying what God has spoken in my life. You see, 99% of us in here, being from the Bible Belt in the United States, we already know what's right. We've heard of Jesus. We've heard of Christ. We know what God stands for. And probably most of us, our parents have taught us to live right. Maybe some not so well. But we know what we should do, but yet do we obey it. A lot of times, no, we do not. Go to the book of Ephesians. Chapter 4. We'll begin reading in verse 17. It says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves to the lewdness to work all uncleanness with the greediness. Again, A lot of us have suffered, or many of us, or most of us, maybe all of us, have suffered because of a mistake that we've made. Uh, Maybe we're suffering now. And it's because we can't let go of something. It's because we continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Um, It says stay away from those people that that are unclean and, and that are doing the bad stuff, that's doing the partying, that's doing all the cussing, maybe the people that's going out and cheating on their husbands, cheating on their wives. It says stay away from those people. But sometimes it's just not that easy. Sometimes, you know, everyone's situation's uh, different. But the reason God tells us to to stay away from this, the reason Jesus does that is because um, what we're around all the time, what we're focused on all the time, that's what our hearts and minds become. Those are the things we think about. We can't can't wait to see that, that next episode of whatever on TV, even though it's filthy, even though it's completely about affairs, even though it's got drinking and drugs. But man, we can't wait to see it because it intrigues us. Because that's where our minds are. That's where our heart is. Maybe it's drinking. You can't, you can't wait to get that next beer. It could be anything. But how do you change it? The bad thing is, is we all try to justify the mistakes we make. Every one of us. And how do we do that? Well, you've got that friend or that family member, that brother, that sister that says, 
Oh, it's okay. Everybody does that. Oh, it's okay to do this. Well, it's all right this time. You better quit listening to your friends and start listening to God. Because your friends aren't going to get you to heaven. Your friends aren't going to be able to take those sins away from you. Only one person can, and his name's Jesus. But yet, we don't want to do that. Because our minds and our hearts are already focused on these things that we like to do. We love to be caught up in the middle of something. It's exciting. All of us got something that makes us feel that way. Philippians 3, 3 verse 9 more or less says, It doesn't matter who thinks I'm right if I'm actually wrong. It doesn't matter if mama thinks I'm right. It doesn't matter if daddy thinks I'm right. It doesn't matter if my best friend thinks I'm right. If in God's eyes you're actually wrong. So we've got to quit justifying our mistakes. And we've just got to ask God to forgive us. We've got to turn to Jesus and say, take control of my heart. Help me change. So let's talk about overcoming our mistakes. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 24. That however is not the way of life you've learned. When you heard about Christ and were taught in Him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new is the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God is true righteousness and holiness. First, we've got to understand that God does not want us to carry our mistakes on our shoulders. And, and a lot of us have trouble with that, you know. And the thing is, we judge other people that have trouble with that. We don't help them. I mean, here, I can be as good as anybody. I can pray with the best of them. I feel God's presence. And most of you are the same way here, but yet when we get away from here, When we get out in the workplace, sometimes things fly. Sometimes things come out that sometimes we act like we shouldn't. But yet, if that's not us doing that and we see someone else, it's not our place to judge them. It's not our place to judge them. Um, Think about, uh, as I was uh, sitting, sitting at home last night, I got to thinking about, Everybody in here has had a little brother, a sister, a child, grandchild that's done something wrong, but yet they're so innocent. And they'll be crying, and their old little lips will be quivering, and, and I'm sorry, and, and they got the big alligator tears coming down their face. And what do we do? We, we, we grab them up, and we hug them, and we forgive them. We don't hold it over their head. And Jesus does us the same way. But you've got to believe that. And you've got to let let them do it. And you're not going to let them do it if you continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. 
What is it called when you do something over and over and over again? It's a what? It's a habit. It's a habit. People are creatures of habit. That's what they do. That's what we do. That's what I do. But there's only one way that we can change that. And we've got to start a new a new habit. A better habit. Get away from the things that you're doing. Get away from your mess-ups. I challenge you to take some time. Go home, take five minutes, take ten minutes. Take a notebook. If it's in your vehicle, go out there and, and sit. Somewhere quiet. And write down every, every bad habit you've got. Write down everything that's wrong. I mean, take some time, search, and you will be surprised. You'll be surprised the list you come up with. Because I'm plumb ashamed. Because I've done it. And I wasn't even into it a minute, and I probably had a, a page already. And you are no different. We all do things. We all say things. We all make mistakes. But the only way to do it is pick one of those mistakes. Put a mark through it and trade it with something that's good. Trade it with a, a better movie. Trade it with a, some better words. Trade it with tea instead of alcohol. There's all kinds of ways to do this. The thing is, is we don't hold each other accountable enough. Husbands, wives, best friends, bosses, employees. We don't hold each other accountable enough. Because what happens is when you see them doing something wrong, not necessarily judging, hey, we shouldn't say that, hey, hey, we shouldn't do that, especially if it's a best friend or a family member. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to throw up all your faults. And they're going to come at you and they're going to attack you, even though you're trying to do the right thing. But that's Satan at his best right there. The word says he comes to seek, he'll kill, and he'll destroy us. So those hurtful things that we say to others, that's not from God. That's from Satan. And the only way you can get through that is take that negative and turn it into a positive and grow in his image. When someone comes at you, you just got to wipe it off. It's hard for us to do that, especially when they come against our children or, or someone we love. But you just got to take a step back. Because used to, it was so easy for me to judge everybody else's mistakes. Used to, it was so easy for me to put this person down and that person down. And I still do it. Whether it be at work or at home or or here at church, out here. How many of us has ever gossiped here at church or right outside in the parking lot? Not all of you can say no because I was talking to you when you done it. 
But that's what we do. We make mistakes. But the only way we're going to stop that is hold each other accountable. Begin to think more like God. Act more like God. That's how we're going to do it. So let me ask you some questions. And I want you to stew on it. Are you a good friend? Or are you a godly friend? Do you choose to hang out with that buddy and do the things they're doing just so you fit in? Or do you say, nah, I don't think I'm going to. I'm trying to change my ways. It's pretty hard sometimes. Are you a good husband? Or are you a godly husband? Guys, are you doing what what you need to with your wives? Are you praying for them like you should? Same difference. Are you a good wife? Or are you a godly wife? Are you truly there for your husband? Are you truly there holding him up? Praying for him? Standing by his side? Are you a good parent or are you a godly parent? Are you that parent that, well... We'll just do it here. They're going to do it anyway, so we'll just, we'll just let it happen at my house. That's not the answer. But that's what society's gone to. The answer is keep them home. Keep them with you. Yeah, but then they won't be popular. But yeah, then they won't fit in, and, and, and they won't be in that special group of, of kids, in that special social event. So ask yourselves, where in your lives do you need to change your mistakes? Because there is no such thing as a time too soon to start changing habits and following God. There's no such thing as a time too soon. But on the other hand, there is such thing as a time too late. Because we're not promised tomorrow... We're not promised today. So there's no time like the present to start working on things, to start living more and more for God, to put your trust in Jesus. I got a poem that I would like to read. Josh, if you guys want to come back up, I'm almost there. And uh, before I read this poem... Max Licato got something here that said, Grace is God's best ideal. Rather than tell us to change, He creates the change. So, do we clean up so God can accept us? No, He accepts us like we are, and then we begin to clean up. He cleans us up. We lean on Him. Let it work. Give me this poem. And as I read it, I really want you to listen to the words. 
because I had to read it twice. And the second time, and even more and more time I read it. Because it makes me reflect on my mistakes. And it makes me reflect on, on how I thought about someone else and how we judge each other. The title of this is Best Poem in the World. I was shocked, confused, bewildered as I entered heaven's door, not by the beauty of it all, nor the lights or its decor. But it was the folks in heaven who made me sputter and gasp. The thieves, the liars, the sinners, the alcoholics, and the trash. There stood the kid from the seventh grade who swiped my lunch money twice. Next to him was my old neighbor who never said anything nice. Bob, who I always thought was rotting away in hell, was sitting pretty on cloud nine, looking incredibly well. I nudged Jesus. I asked him, I said, what's the deal? I would love to hear your take. How did all these sinners get up here? God must have made a mistake. And why is everyone so quiet, so somber? Jesus, give me a clue. He said, hush, little child. They're in shock because no one thought they'd be seeing you. You see, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. So as the band plays, just take a few minutes and reflect. If you're somewhere in life right now where you just need help, help with the mistakes you continually to make day after day, just remember that God loves you. You are that little child. And He's there for you. He's not going anywhere. But you've got to make the choice to reach. You've got to make the choice to change your habits. And in doing this, you will grow. You will grow in Jesus. You will grow as a Christian. You'll grow as a, a better mom, a better dad, a better husband, a better wife, a better friend. Whichever case it may be for you. This is the end of the message. For more information, go to www.theremodelchurch.com.